Hello, baby. No more clapping. Welcome, everybody, to Style and Direction. Welcome, everybody. Is that your is that your Seinfeld impression? It's Jerry Seinfeld. It's like your it's like your Larry David, except he's when he's just screaming. Well, my my Larry David is basically me doing a Charlie Day impression, but saying things that Larry David would say. Um, I think if I if I just do more Jerry Seinfeld impression in this episode, I might get canceled because I yeah. I, if I do it long enough. <laughs> It just sounds like I'm doing a deaf guy voice. Oh wow! I, I was gonna say my culture well, is not a costume because it's see it's double you, cancellation. So you guys are both doing it's not Jew face, but it's Jew voice. It's digital. Oh, hey, hey digital. Spencer, you, you talk about canceling. I mean, what if it was? I mean, I was gonna say noise canceling because it's. What if it was? Canceled. I think I think my noise should be canceled. There you go. Uh, my god this is the in worst like, episode. in like I mean, two this is... years my instagram there's gonna be a photo of me with duct tape over my mouth and it's gonna say canceled and it's because it's because of this episode this is the and your name is tag is gonna say USA. louis ck on it <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah i'm looper louis ck i've i'm young louis ck and i've been sent to the future to kill <laughs> to kill myself that's i mean that's what it's gonna be like i mean yeah what that's you, what the so liberals it, want do you think that you look like a young Louis C.K.? I I mean I think I look as much like a young Louis C.K. as Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like a young uh, Bruce Willis. I'm talking about this movie a lot today. I brought it up before, <laughs> and it's just on my mind now. I was gonna say, were you listening to our episode with John where we talk about that exact thing? Wait, do we talk about Looper in the last episode too? Yes. Oh my well, god! The last I just episode got is looped. cinematic. I mean, this is crazy. Okay. Um, well, hey guys, welcome to Style Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. I am Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And we've got a special guest with us in the virtual podcasting studio. <laughs> technically, he's in his own pod. I mean, we're all we're, technically we're in a podcasting our own. studio in the metaverse. That's right. Shout out Zuck uh, for he's this one. Sponsor this episode. <laughs> uh, but welcome back to the studio, <laughs> Young Chomsky. <laughs> Thank you. This is a non-fungible episode, actually. So <laughs> that's right. It's the first NFT yeah, episode. If you're out there trying to funge this, uh, we'll find you. I'll come to your do house. Not, do not right-click our episode, please. <laughs> please don't. It's the only uh, thing that can kill us. Actually, we're gonna take. We're gonna start taking bets of this episode, so you guys can start bidding for whatever you want to own for this. Um, what, or maybe what we could the... just do like like sports betting type stuff, where it's like, uh, or you know, like uh, over under. Yeah, who's gonna, like, or who's going to win the coin toss that we always do in the episodes? Oh yeah, coin toss. Uh, how much we're going to score by if it's a multiple of ten? Yeah. Um, wow, lots of Jewish movies lately, huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess that's not, okay. I guess well, that's we're a movie. About a TV show, not a movie. Yeah. For, well, I guess that's probably second of all, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Seinfeld the movie was that ever going to be a thing? Like Arrested Development? No, Did they I don't ever think say there Seinfeld? Was ever going to be a Seinfeld no. the movie? Should there be? No. I I'd don't watch. think so. I watch it? Seinfeld the movie The Ride. Okay, maybe at the end of the episode we can all pitch our Seinfeld the movie slash Seinfeld the movie The Ride <laughs> or the novelization or video game, whatever property we want in the Seinfeld expanded universe, which NBC Universal, Universal, <laughs> balls in your court. 
There you go. I mean, I would, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, I would just make it the Simpsons ride, which was previously the Back to the Future ride. That's oh, right. Damn. And then make that, which is basically the, out of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's I've, it. I didn't know that changed. I think there's, I want to play the Seinfeld MMO. And you, oh my God. Your class can be like comedian, um, Jewish comedian, uh, so would you be black comedian. <laughs> <laughs> would you be playing as like the the main the the sign crew, or would you be like they would no, be I giving think, you missions? Yes, that's what I think. They'd be okay. giving you. I think that you. This is all. I'm you know. I'm improvising this like okay. a comedian. Yes, and. I think that uh, <laughs> you you play a comedian coming up in New York in the '90s, and you interact with the Seinfeld crew, and you level up by you know you grind at the clubs. This uh-huh. is actually this would be a hell of a good game. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Someone tell and Tracy they- Jordan. And then he could make this video. I really want to see Game. like the pixel art, like stand up things, like where you just have like little like Animal Crossing noises and a bunch of text on the bottom, where Jerry's like, "I can't, I can't miss my flight." <laughs> I don't think he says that. I just watched an episode where he talks about missing a flight, but that's oh. all I can remember from the stand up bit. Yeah. Well, so for those of you who can't tell what this podcast oh is going to be about it. Yeah, yeah it this is uh this episode's all about seinfeld or technically it's about john feld the uh yeah. the instagram account uh curated by young chomsky and his team oh, yeah. I, I still love like <laughs> team? didn't yeah didn't you say like for like whenever it's a, or something from yeah whenever team? it's a holiday i post like <laughs> happy thanksgiving from <laughs> all of us at john feld multiple people dm me and, and be like what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> like happy Thanksgiving. how do i get in can i from the john, john felt team yeah i'm not yeah. taking any applications actually it would be sick i could write one of those articles about like how to make money from your side hustle i mean i don't make money from this but if i just delegated everything or like automated it somehow i did it i made it like an ai it, um, you, be- you could become the next like fuck jerry with like an empire yes. of like s- of sitcom style would it just be Instagram fuck pages. jerry seinfeld like would oh, that just be the, there you the go title? and i mean everyone does want to do that so perfect yeah i should reach out I, apparently yeah. everyone on that show okay so one thing about seinfeld i thought was interesting is like this guy who okay no like no offense to jerry seinfeld or maybe may offense to him but like he's a very like mid dude you know what i'm saying and like there's so many hot girls that he dates on that show and i feel like it's such a 90s thing because like i remember like i watch fraser all the time but i'm like i mean and okay like Frazier's rich, he's tall, he's got a great voice, but I'm like, damn, all these like women guest stars throwing themselves at Frazier. Well, and I guess Jerry Seinfeld. How successful is Jerry Seinfeld supposed to be in the show? Because is he Jerry Seinfeld? Well, I guess he's not Jerry Seinfeld with the TV show level fame because there's an entire season yeah. about him trying to get a TV show. I think it's but, kind of ambiguous, but it's sort of like he is. He he does trade uh, trade on the success a little bit because like. Sometimes characters in the show will will be like, I, I saw you on Tonight Show or something mm-hmm. to him. But okay. I, I think that that is absolutely like a, it was a sitcom trope, I think, going way back of the kind of schlubby dude with like way hotter women. I think back to like, you know, mid 20th century. But mm-hmm. yeah. for sure, it was having a big moment. I don't know, When Harry Met Sally, Seinfeld, um, Married with Children kind of like played on it in a different way. Yeah. There you but go. yeah, I think that's kind of fallen out of favor. Now that everybody's woke all the time, <laughs> you can't just be a regular sitcom dad with super hot. You have to uh, justify wife. your hot partners by being hot yourself. I mean, yeah, or like 
rich i guess that's still a thing but i mean hey we're gonna get into we're gonna get into the clothes but maybe if clothes maketh man then is george costanza the sexiest bitch who's ever lived i I think think at at a certain point clothes can't save you so uh, (laughs) sorry jason alexander (laughs) yeah no offense but uh, wait, so have you guys uh like young Chops, did, did you grow up watching seinfeld like what's your connection to the show here yeah so i mean spencer and i were chatting about this for for just a, a minute a little earlier but i had seen it um you know i'm old enough that seinfeld aired on tv <laughs> when i was a kid and i did it's funny like i, I i'd seen it right like i was in elementary okay. school and i would be watching my like you know, I got a TV in my bedroom when maybe when I was a little bit older, but yeah, I would see it like airing or in syndication. And it's funny because watching it now, but I never actually watched it like in the years it was on DVD or whatever. I never deliberately watched it. So I'm watching it for real for the first time. And it's funny because I'm having these moments of just uh, these memories uh, popping out. Like there's an early episode of things that I saw, like it's so um, distinct, the feeling of deja vu or, or recollection. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember that there's an early episode where George is on the phone with, they've cured baldness in China and he's getting the Chinese delivery guy to translate while he's talking to the company. And he says, ask them if there are any side effects. And the guy says impotence. And it's a big laugh line. And I remember seeing that as a, young lad and my dad was in the room and i didn't i'm like what does that mean impotence (laughs) and i asked my dad and i don't remember what he said to me but i feel like it didn't i guess most of the stuff like that it's like sex stuff (laughs) that like didn't make sense to me as a kid Yeah, what the hell sex man i don't know there's an episode recently in in season six where or i think it was yeah season six where they're like talking about a menage a trois and i'm like what (laughs) that sounds crazy what does that mean it was the same kind of thing i remember seeing this but i did not get it but now you get um, everything. I do. I know what those words mean. And I live in New York. And uh, I'm like so, the age. So you're always running into like fucking soup Nazis and shit. You're, you're yeah. like, this is so real. Yeah. And I'm always having menage a trois. Um, but, you know, I know, hadn't really thought about it before. But there's a point in season two where Jerry says, Elaine's like, how old are you? And Jerry says, I'm 36. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm... <laughs> 36 oh, that was before my birthday um mm. but i was just like yeah i don't know i it resonates with me a ton now and and the show is still totally um i think that the stand-up bits don't uh stand up so to speak to the <laughs> test of absolutely time absolutely not yeah but everything else almost everything else uh the, the bulk of the rest of the show is still totally i think relevant yeah. and funny and and doesn't really feel dated like the the relationship stuff and the human foibles are still very uh fresh to Peace me up. yeah um, yes yeah, Sp- spencer did you did you grow up watching this show kind kind of i mean so like I don't, I don't have any i don't have any infant memories of this show um it would have been <laughs> running it, the last <laughs> yeah but um and I'm, i i think i probably my dad probably had it on when he was watching me in the room because i i, I grew up watching this show from reruns because it's like Education. i think it's like seinfeld is always on tv uh, it's all if you have cable, you can find a channel playing Seinfeld basically twenty four seven, and there were a lot of times when like my dad would just be in the living room watching Seinfeld, uh, and I did that whenever I like needed just to find something on TV, 
I would flip until I found like Seinfeld or The Office or some other sitcom that's always playing uh, and watch that. I'm a big fan. I, I haven't like binged through it on Netflix yet. I'm like, I'm, I started to do that in preparation for this episode and I'm in the like middle of season two now. Right. Um, but I've seen a lot of this show. I'm a big fan of Seinfeld. Uh, and I've also, I'm also a big fan of uh, Curb. The, yeah. The, I guess, spiritual successor to Seinfeld. It yeah, was funny th- too to see how many, um, like I, I'd seen all of Curb as it was mm-hmm. released. And so many of the plots are not that many, but several like plots and jokes are, are directly um, yeah. kind of transposed, you know, well, a little when, musical metaphor when you, when from you Seinfeld consider- to Curb. Yeah, when you consider that it's like George is just Larry David. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. There, there, I can't. Oh, man, I wish I could remember exactly like what it was. But I went like back to back watching an episode of Seinfeld. And then like later that day, I put on Curb. And it was what you're talking about, where it's like Larry was having the exact same conversation with someone that George had in like the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. I mean, what, like one of the first seasons of uh, first season episodes of like Curb is the whole like pant boner thing oh like that's right pants, that's the pilot which i feel yeah. Yeah. which is yeah which is very like i mean so for me i never grew up watching seinfeld i don't know if my parents watched it they might have um but my parents definitely my mom was the one who watched more tv and she watched like like friends so like when i was a kid that's what i watched not really a a like style-based show for me and of course like scrubs they're just wearing scrubs all the time um, they're just wearing scrubs <laughs> yeah and then you've got like how i met your mother which again doesn't really have a lot of style in it till like later seasons we get like barney and then and then uh ted wears like a sport coat and so for me i got hbo max i think right before the pandemic and i actually started watching curb more um, before i even watched seinfeld and i thought curb was really funny and it was, I mean, it was just hilarious to see the fucking stuff that he gets into, <laughs> you that, know, that he gets that his, Larry he sets himself up. <laughs> yeah, that Larry David. Um, and then I think, yeah, I think once like uh, the pandemic started to be like full swing, I started to watch um, Seinfeld, but I watched it on Hulu because that's where it was at the time. And of course there are fucking ads and I don't watch on my laptop, so I don't ad block it. And so it took me such a long time to get through a lot of the seasons i think i made it to like season five or six before they yanked it and then a couple months later uh they put it on netflix where i finally finished the show and i i've got to say like i i don't think it's that funny maybe it's because i've been like sitcommed out my whole life and of course watching curb and seeing the like kind of the reoccurring ideas in a more modern setting um kind of ruined it for me of course there's a tv trope of seinfeld is unfunny uh, but the thing I did like that kept me coming back to it was seeing the variety of the outfits. I don't think I've seen a show where there's that much like variety in the style. Wait, um, so you watched Seinfeld not because you thought it was funny, but just for the for the fits? I mean, it's like one of those things where, you know, if you know like the formula or like you kind of okay. like, you know, again, like you you know how Larry David stuff happens and then you see it like bite him on the ass, right? Like at the end of the episode. That happens a lot in Seinfeld, right? With the you know, could be depending on the character that you're following that particular time and so it's like you know as you're paying it like it's kind of like you're watching for the tropes which is not i'm a i'm a connoisseur and i just watch it for uh the comedic performance of jason alexander as george costanza the finest performance of all time (laughs) i mean it's not yeah um but yeah i i just i i think what kept me more engaged was seeing like again like george has like a different 
variation of trad in every outfit. Jerry will, you know, I think in the first couple of seasons, uh, Jerry wears like a mock neck a lot with jeans and then he mm-hmm. starts wearing like OCBDs and then different jackets. And then, of course, you have like different stuff where they, they have to wear a suit or they're meeting with corporate people. You don't really see that in like How I Met Your Mother or Friends, for example. They're kind of just wearing like the same thing all the time. Um, especially not Frasier. Frasier's wearing a suit all the time, right? Like sometimes you see like his tennis outfit or whatever. But Seinfeld, I think because of the show, because of it, it being a show about nothing, it's just about whatever is happening. You just see what regular quote New York people are wearing just out in their daily adventures. So like, I thought it was cool and it kind of fits in with the nineties nostalgia that we're currently having again, because that's the current mood of menswear, right? It is. The yeah. Also mood. there's, there's a lot of episodes of Seinfeld. I've never seen Frasier. I guess, well, Frasier has way more episodes than Seinfeld, but yeah, it, be, it um, has 11 seasons. Yeah. There's Seinfeld, you know, long-running show 180 episodes um but it is funny but i, I do i that is, i do know that trope and and it's it's interesting i thought more going into it that it was going to be like that uh, i feel like the joke is also uh I, I watched hamlet today and it was just all a bunch of cliches um but same idea right like everything from seinfeld has kind of filtered into the culture and it, mm-hmm. it's yeah. all jokes that we all know even though we we haven't seen the show but I was surprised then at how funny I thought uh, it was to actually watch because there was so much that I didn't already know or or didn't get or or it's just the the delivery is so good. Yeah, yeah, I do think. I mean, maybe it's just like a not main, maybe the opposite of main character syndrome. I do think everyone else has funnier stuff than than uh, than Jerry would actually go through. You know, he's he's the he's this he's just like the, the straight, straight man. man. Yeah. yeah. Of of course, like you know, Kramer's going to get into wackier shit than than Jerry. Yeah, yeah. But again, so yeah, I just uh, it was an interesting experience. Maybe I got to rewatch it again because like I uh, I would just watch it like randomly. You know, mm-hmm. I I didn't really like I don't really pay attention to it as much as Frasier. Um, I know we're gonna have a Frasier episode later this year. I feel like um, eventually we're just gonna be this is just gonna be like a Seinfeld recap podcast yeah we're gonna, we're gonna sit we're gonna transition maybe then we'll do simpsons or something there's, there's we'll a lot of money in that simpsons podcast yeah yeah that's a well, good well, business well speaking of business so like how did you <laughs> Yo, Chomsky, how did you start the the whole john feld account like how I did know... you start the john feld business well, uh, john yeah, feld you... Inc. was it well, yeah i yeah, actually I, I just, in, I'm not inherited sure. the business from my grandfather. <laughs> um no yeah i mean there's there's not like uh much more of the story but i i uh i'd never seen it i guess i think i had covid i mean i did but i think that's when i started it um yeah because seinfeld was on netflix and so i was just like this this there's a lot of episodes of this this will keep me occupied while i have covid um so i started watching it but uh little uh, uh tangential note here i don't I, I watched it on netflix originally but now i don't because um, Netflix shows it in 16 by yeah. 9, which mm-hmm. is not how it was originally aired. And it cuts off the top and bottom of the image. So the first, I don't know, so many episodes, uh, I I got it from Netflix. But I was having a hard time getting square images for Instagram. So I was making them like bordered, um, which added a little bit to the process. But then I got, a, 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 I found a source for it in the original aspect ratio. Uh, so that's what I've been using. So that that's more conducive. But basically, I started watching it and immediately in the first episode, 
I just kept pausing it to take uh, screenshots of different fits. <laughs> Inspo, and then, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, damn. And again, that was one of those things that I already knew that Seinfeld had cool fashion and that there were a lot of different accounts about Seinfeld fashion and stuff. But then it just came mm-hmm. to me like, oh, I have access to all these episodes. This this is would be a good structure for an account to do one episode a day and one post for each episode instead of because I looked briefly. I didn't like research this exhaustively, but I was like, yeah, there's a lot of different Seinfeld fashion accounts, but none of them have that exact format. Not that it's mm-hmm. all that different, but I thought this this would be a good way to do it. And it'd be a little a little project, a little side project for me, um, you know, to keep me busy. And yeah. the team. Yeah. Well, well, that was that was shortly before I hired uh, the rest of those unpaid <laughs> interns. That was around three episodes, three posts in. I was like, I need. I can't I do this it. anymore. <laughs> I mean, it legit takes uh, time and it's kind of annoying. But yeah, um, I got those Did interns. Did you feel around. like it was kind of like current that you were doing it you know since obviously the ald men's merger like that's kind of like the past two years like at the forefront i mean it's always yeah. been I, I found this old article on today not today but from the yeah. publication to today where that's it, you know it's another norm core article from 2014 uh-huh. about seinfeld and everything like that and so but like that was never like you know the entire men's conversation obviously there's so many fractured parts of it but it almost feels like you were tapped into the pulse a little bit, you know, like it was very yeah. poignant. Well, um, I'm just kind of tapped into the pulse kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely wasn't thinking it in terms of this is relevant due to the menswear merger and ALD. But like, sure, I, that's basically what I was feeling. I mean, I think Seinfeld talking about the fashion of Seinfeld is it's been relevant uh, all over again for like a long time or, or yeah. many times now. Um, to the point where I was like, oh, this is kind of cliched as it is, but whatever. Yeah. But also it felt right. I was like, this people will probably like this and we'll yeah. see, but who cares? So yeah, it definitely felt like the moment is still there for this, even though I don't think it's, I'm certainly not breaking new ground other than with the, the format of it. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it, in retrospect, it's kind of crazy. I mean, there, cause there are accounts that it's like every, like, you know, Tony Soprano outfit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy in retrospect that, yeah, no one else has d- just, yeah. D- like there's, there have been so many articles being like, damn, can you guys believe that Seinfeld is stylish, but well, <laughs> no one else has done this. I, I will say I did look up some stuff and there is like every George Costanza outfit, uh, Instagram. I think there's a one for yeah. every Kramer outfit. And- okay. Maybe yeah, one for like, Jerry or his sneakers. I feel like there's a bunch of accounts like that that either focus on like a main character mm-hmm. or of course there's all these Seinfeld meme accounts that are just will never end that are just like, oh, uh, she had COVID, Jerry, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the the innovation in air quotes, right, about this is that it's structured around the episodes and I take uh, include screenshots of all different characters. And yeah. I, sometimes I even yeah. really try to focus on not the main characters. Uh, if there's a good background character in the episode. And it is crazy how many background characters like uh, just like bangers all around. Like the like uh, I, I, I wrote I m- mentioned him specifically. Um, but there's an episode where the, the episode where George quits and then goes back to work because he regrets quitting. Um, his boss is wearing this like three piece, like Prince of Wales suit with like 
a striped tab collar shirt and like a rep tie and i'm like holy shit this is like so good and he's a character with like six lines of dialogue well yeah that's kind of been my thing lately um i Spencer, we've talked about this before too with when we when we watch like period movies where the issue is like the main characters um are not always dressed particularly well or they're not super accurate for vintage but the best people wearing vintage are often the extras because that's what mm-hmm. uh, that's what like uh, costuming warehouses will have a lot of and so with with regards to seinfeld i mean yeah it's cool to see you know what jerry's wearing i mean it doesn't each character has like their own uh theme which we'll get into in a second but i do like yeah the idea of looking at like the background characters or like the reoccurring characters like there's that guy i mean uh what's his name who's the guy in breaking bad whatever his reoccurring character Uh, the the dentist dentist. yeah Uh, yeah that is um brian cranston brian cranston's character um like he'll wear like you know really cool coats (laughs) and everything there's that there's a the uh the guy who plays the lawyer in Silicon Valley, I think, the, like the kind of southern oh, yeah. Tim guy, Watley. The guy Tim Watley. Sorry. Yeah, he has some really cool looks, and of course, you know, yeah, uh, George's boss, Elaine's boss, even before Jay Peterman. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of great attire that you see. That to me, when I was looking back, when I was writing the whole corporate essay about you know corporate attire and yuppie attire and everything like that, it was you know cool to see guys wearing suits maybe trad adjacent that feel a bit more natural like it doesn't feel super hashtag menswear as opposed to like now where i wa- i'm watching like american auto man we're just talking about all sitcoms today huh um i don't know where like is. it's 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 a good show um uh same people who made superstore except it's way better than superstore but what that is anyone <laughs> on the vc uh, anyone wearing a uh, a suit now to me feels like they're just looking at like instagram explore pages and i I, like there's a character there's two characters on um on on uh, american auto there's like the heir to like the the i guess like the ford empire and he's always wearing like really wide lapels crazy bold patterns very hashtag menswear in the instagram way and then you have like the head engineer who's wearing like side tabs you know maybe like a spread collar more of a narrow tie which feels hashtag menswear but in a more tasteful way <laughs> and it's like but to me i guess i'm like poised my mentor i'm like okay i clearly see what they're doing here they're trying to show the differences and everything but it doesn't feel like regular guys as opposed to seinfeld where like i mean i remember i think one of your recent posts where there's like a picture of guys on the on the street wearing like fucking felt fedoras or tyrolean hats with like a big overcoat and it just feels normal because like that's yeah. what in my head what it feels like in new york right like these guys just on the street with a coat and headwear that is practical that doesn't feel like they're trying too hard or that it's not feels like too much of a costume. Yeah. That's what and it's so, like in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are always wearing big coats and hats. Yeah. That's, I, know. That, I think I made that joke before. Like in Williamsburg. <laughs> All the hipsters. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm talking about the Hasids specifically, but. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, the biggest Over, hipsters. <laughs> yeah. But I'm allowed um, to, to say that. <laughs> yeah you are that's, allowed I'm getting, to get I'm getting getting the canceled J-pass. again um but uh i think i think something that's also relevant and that i've noticed again i'm only like midway through season two so many episodes in seinfeld revolve around like menswear or yes. like, clothing things 100 yeah. like, fir- first episode and the last episode george and jerry have the conversation about the like where the shirt button is placed on on a shirt um there's the episode where Jerry gets a, an expensive suede jacket and is super excited about it and just wears it around the house, which is definitely something I've done mm-hmm. when I've gotten something new. 
I mean, um, that's one of the things that also I wasn't prepared for. Like, I knew about the episode with the jacket, uh, and and Jerry has to wear it inside out because he doesn't want this way to get ruined. And like, there's a few episodes like that, but even more, there's just so many examples of where the the jokes or the plot somehow revolves around clothing, like mm-hmm. buying clothing. Like, uh, there's one where there's a suit and George wants it, and it's like going to be on sale this weekend, and so some other guy comes in who's his size, so he hides it in the store so yeah. the guy can't find it. Or like where Elaine buys these new shoes and then this other character wants to know like where she got the shoes. There's just so much like it really, it was so funny to me. That's another thing that I totally wouldn't have appreciated at all when I watched this as a kid or even, you know, in my early adulthood, I wasn't really into fashion. But um, yeah, it also makes perfect sense, I guess, when you zoom out because getting dressed is something that you do every day and that's the crux of of the material right it's about the the little the funny things about mundane life that's the um the ore from which this show is mined so it makes perfect sense that so much of it would be about clothes but it's the kind of thing that you i think i'm appreciating it so much more given that i've think and spent time thinking about clothing at way you know more than the average person maybe or certainly more than i used to when i was young so was also something that helped me appreciate it or has made me appreciate it more that it's like constant honestly in the show the the little bits about about fashion like buying a mm-hmm. new jacket or or morty seinfeld being like is this sport coat appropriate for this and his wife's like yeah. no it's too loud or something like that so yeah and, or, or the sorry, I'm just thinking of all the different. <laughs> the one where uh, Kenny Banya like gives wants to give Jerry this Armani suit, and uh, yeah. it, it is, and and then it becomes this whole bit. But it's like the the it's always the springboard for for a joke. Um, and they talk about like their sizes. He's like, yeah, this is size forty, but I'm a forty two now because I've been working out. And I was like, hell yeah. Anyway, it's it's really so, really yeah. Common. You know what that feels like, right? I because do know what that feels like. That's an, that's another episode. We'll do the. Uh, you can of, when we get ripped, we'll do the <laughs> yeah, just the same. the the difficulty of of having the goals of all your clothes fitting and also becoming massive. Yeah, um, John I wonder, actually said that too. He I wonder to between Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, who the creative force who like mm. thinks a lot about clothing is because there are a, there are a lot of now that I'm thinking about it, there are a lot of clothing centric episodes of Curb. Mm-hmm. But it mostly involves like, like uh, Larry borrowing shirts from his friends mm-hmm. or him giving shirts and, to other people and him ruining it. For some there are reason. a lot. Uh, there's just a lot of episodes of him wearing other people's shirts, um, and that's where it kind of ends. I think. I mean, the finale of the curve, the recent <clears throat> season, where he borrows someone else's shoes. Like that's uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Well, and you also get the sense that Larry, I feel like, is, is precious about his clothes, which I think uh-huh. makes it funny. Like, if he he has a favorite hoodie, and like, if he oh can't... yeah, or he doesn't like when his dentist like rolls up his sleeves on his sweater, or yes, something like that. Yes, yeah. he's very He'll particular. Or there's a bit on I think the most recent season of Curb where the guy has his his sweater tucked into his pants, and it becomes a whole. Oh, joke. that's I was right. Like, you tuck he, your sweater, yeah, sweater tuck. Which I thought yeah. was so funny because I think talking knitwear is cool, but his pants were so low rise it looked. You could tell the actor if he lifted his arms like at it all that it was going to come untucked. It's like yeah. he needs some high. He needs to listen to Ethan's uh, podcast and <laughs> wear high rise trousers. 
everyone should do it you hear that everybody yeah um so so how so when you're watching this you know obviously you're going one episode at a time how do you pick 10 because i know you mm. gave hey you, you graciously gave us the archive that you currently have at least mm-hmm. the time of recording and you know at first right you had only 10 but then i i started to see you would have more and you would post more too like the ones that didn't make it onto the main feed you know so what was the selection process like for you yeah, great question, Ethan. Well, let me tell you about my working uh, my working <laughs> process. It, it is difficult, and, it, and it's become because I, as I got more into it, it, it only became harder. But and my uh, kind of metrics for for deciding which ones to include have have evolved over time. Um, but there's there's a bunch of different uh, questions I ask myself. I guess like it, sometimes it's just this is really cool. Like I would wear this. Um, okay. if it's a male character, sometimes it's, it's women, right? So it doesn't uh, apply uh, as much, but sometimes it's like, this looks really wild, right? This is something that is kind of period like nineties that you wouldn't see yeah. today. So I'm like, let me include this. Sometimes it's just like, this is a character that we know either a main character or a recurring character who's wearing something I've never seen before. Um, right. so I want to get this, um, other times it's just, I don't know, a, a specific type of person like I most of the characters on Seinfeld are white. Right. But like I, sometimes they'll have a black character or like an Asian character. And I'm kind of interested in how those are portrayed or like they have lesbian characters or gay characters. And just like what what signaled that at this time in this place, you know, so that's sometimes interesting to me. Um, but, yeah, it's all those things like I will go through the episode and just screenshot because I haven't seen it before. Even if I had, it's like, not that I would know every uh, shot right. or whatever. So I, I'll i take a lot of screenshots because sometimes I don't know when the best view of a certain uh, fit or article of clothing is going to come up. So at the end, I'll often have like 30 screenshots mm. for an episode. And um, Instagram, as you know, only allows 10 in a, per post. So then I go through and I, sometimes it's just like, I have to choose one because I took five shots of the same same fit which one's the best angle um and it's tough because uh the resolution's not great and if the characters are moving at all it it looks blurry so um i don't have i don't know maybe there exists in some form like a super hd version of seinfeld but mine is like sd so um well the netflix they did like upscale it to i don't know if it's just like some weird ai thing they did upscale it but of course they did the thing that I hate, which is, as you mentioned, the aspect right. ratio. Yeah, oh, so yeah. that's a non-starter for me. Absolutely not. Um, but uh, yeah, so then I go through and and I and I pick the ten best. And I I had been posting a, a, at certain points like some of the extra ones to my story. Um, like I said, it's it's gotten to be kind of a time suck uh, and and a lot to commit to to it every day. I've done it. I've let myself take some some days where I don't post, um, but. Something yeah, I, I don't always follow up with the with the extra ones, um, but it it takes you know it's like forty five minutes or an hour maybe. I mean the episodes are twenty two minutes, and I'm pausing and like going frame by frame sometimes, mm-hmm. and then at the end editing them and then doing the post. So it's like maybe an hour um, to do one episode. Sounds like yeah, you it's... could never be a social media manager. <laughs> no, I don't want to be that ever. When I was when I was watching through Get Back, I was like taking a bunch of screenshots, and I'm like, mm. "Oh, this would be kind of fun to compile." But yeah, it's like fu- it's tedious, and yeah. I mean, also Get Back is like every episode is like three and a half hours yes. long, like so nine hours of TV. That's not gonna that's not gonna be very good. But I, uh, that would be. I, I had that thought thank too. Thank you for though. the dedication. 
Yeah, that that would be a sick account or or well, post actually, or I guess get back. I guess it if you did get back, it would you would they they don't wear that many outfits. That's it's true. Not like Seinfeld where there's like a you know a, a couple different, different outfit. Yeah, most yeah. Of, most of the episodes there's that's only like what like two or three days. Yeah. So hey, if anyone wants to do the get back style Instagram account, I mean Spencer, you should just do it. Imagine that uh, get back out get back fits uh, powered <laughs> that's by what it's sound be direction. Called. Yeah. Get back fits. Well, I, I briefly entertained the idea of doing that for Frasier, but I realized there's way more episodes of Frasier than there are Seinfeld. And unlike again, unlike Seinfeld, they have a full first season instead of just five episodes. So I'm like, fuck, dude. And eventually like, you'd have to crazy. go back to Cheers. Yeah, then I'd have to go back. Um but hey, yeah, so speaking of that, uh, do you think you'd ever do more? I mean, obviously there's a there's a finite amount of Seinfeld yeah. episodes here. Well, I got to uh, be honest. That's one of the things that I like about it, that it has an end point, right? Yeah. Like I just nice. came up like with life. this. I thought it would be fun. Yeah. And it has been fun, but I don't want to, I don't have some aspiration of, I don't know, turning this into like a side hustle, which I think is one of the most annoying things about um, social media culture. I mean, there's many Amen. annoying things about it, right? But uh, just the internet in general these days, right? Like fewer and fewer things are able to just be, for fun and just kind of be what they are. Yeah. People want to try to, everybody's trying to go viral so that they can then get, you know, if nothing else, you get people in your DMS being like, uh, can you put an ad under this tweet for $20? Like, That's everybody's aspiration. Or if your to, novelty account gets big enough, you get a write up in like New York Mag or something, right? <laughs> and then maybe you get a book deal to do yeah. like or whatever. And it's just it's also I don't know. The internet used to have more stuff that was just fun and just free, and like then it just existed. It was just preserved. So that's where I see this going. Um, at the end, it'll be 180 posts for 180 episodes, and it'll be a little, a little digital museum of the fashion of Seinfeld, of through through my own kind of filter, of course. But um, I think that's nice that somebody will be able to come to this as long as Instagram stays around or whatever, and um, just kind of go through the whole series and and look at the fits. Uh, so I don't see it extending or, or mutating. I think that would be kind of crass and kind of cheapen, cheapen it. And also, I just don't want to do it forever. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair. Yeah. I know. Um, did you always have like curated by Young Chomsky on it? I don't remember if you always had that in your bio. Like, was it at first? Was it there going to be like a distinction between the two accounts? But then after a while, you said this is mine. Oh, I think I, I think I, you know, uh, gave myself credit in the bio right away um oh you did okay yeah but i mean i've tweaked that a couple times but it is interesting because i think obviously when i started the account i posted it to my main account and i was just like everybody follow this and i posted it to twitter and it was mostly people who already followed me on instagram but pretty quickly it took on a life of its own um and it i have more followers on john feld than i do on young chomsky uh, which is cool but it's also kind of fucked up like uh when 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 hot women follow john feld and they don't follow me like <laughs> that's that's super fucked up so that that should not happen um, do, do you message them and it's just like hey i should i should message them <laughs> as john feld and be like hey this is uh this is jerry seinfeld i'm here with my friends uh cosmo kramer uh, anyway but um no i don't do that i do i do not just to be clear i don't do that don't uh women ever as a rule yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, seriously, I don't. Uh, but it, um, 
yeah, it, it grew beyond my um, my existing followers, which is cool. Have you so, have you gotten hit up for any like, hey, I want to write an article about this, or like, hey, I want to put a sponsored post on? Oh story. yeah. Have you have you gotten those? Not per se. That would be cool though. Um, but I have. I mean, I have gotten contacted by some cool people actually. Like, there's a guy. I, I think Nick cool is his name who runs a little vintage shop in Manhattan and mm. he DM me and said uh, that he had some Seinfeld, a gift to send me. And I was like, either this is a insane person who wants to murder me because uh, he hates Seinfeld <laughs> or uh, a cool person who wants to give me a gift. So I gave him my address and uh, it was the latter. He, he sent me some, some dead stock Seinfeld greeting cards and then I visited oh, his shop cool. and I, I bought a little Seinfeld hat, so that was a cool connection to make, and maybe we'll uh, we'll do something in the in the future. It's called Select Stock NYC. Um, it's a it's a neat little little shop that has kind of vintage, like more like uh, streetwear and, and casual stuff and uh, like sportswear. That's fun. Yeah, that, yeah. That so that was really neat. Cool. Uh, this is, I guess, kind of unrelated. Have you seen the Instagram account for the woman who was he, she was like the co- one of the costume designers on Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. The John Feld account only follows two people and it's young Chomsky and her. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. That's a good account too. Have you, yeah. uh, have, has, have you talked to, have you talked to her? Has she I have reached it. out or do you know if no. she knows about the John Feld account? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'd be happy to, uh, collab with her, yeah. but we haven't, we haven't yet. She I- has a lot of, fo- she has a kind of a big account, I think. Yeah, she does. Um, but, but right before we jump into like actual character outfits here and, and everything, how did you land on the name John Feld? Because um, I, I don't know if this was a joke, but I think much I said like Seinfitz, which I think is a dumb well, name, but I think it's kind of hilarious. No, they had that. I think it was originally, I wanted to call it Seinfitz, um, nice. but I think Seinfitz was taken. Oh, no. Or, oh. Let me see. Uh, yeah, let's do a quick little check. Yes, Seinfeld is taken and has one post and zero followers. Uh, oh, and the post just, just says, "Give me money for this." Um, <laughs> right? Oh, no, that's what me... that says. No, I don't know Wait. what that says. It looks like "Give me." It's actually kind of scary. Yeah, I can't. I don't tell... want to look at this anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, got to keep looking at it. <laughs> like uh, nobody's going to pay you for that that account, yeah. brother. So good luck. But. Um... I wanted to call it Seinfeld, and then I forget. I called it. It wasn't originally called John Feld. It was called something else. Uh, I think maybe oh, I called it like right. Seinfeld Two or something. Mm. Um, and then I was like, "This is dumb, John Feld," and that feels good. So very that's what uh, I... courting the uh, the throwing fits guys a little bit, you know, Johns and everything. All right, <laughs> they don't own that term. I, I I those are I like those guys. Um, first of all, I mean. John, I th- I don't know how many people know this. I feel like people know this, but maybe some people don't. Like, it's funny because there's some people who have no idea. Like, what does that mean? What does John Feld mean? And like, obviously, we in the menswear world, we know a John means like a, a piece of clothing. But I'm from Philly, for, you know, grew up near Philly and lived in Philly. Philadelphia. And in, yeah. In Philadelphia, the word John, I mean, I think it came it came from Philly and then got adapted more specifically for menswear. But a John in Philly just means like anything. Um, yeah, like that. So thing you could be like, whatever. if you want somebody to give you like the TV remote, be like, pass me the John, or, you know, give me the TV John, 
or like, yeah, I got this new John. It doesn't, ju- it doesn't, it's not clothing specific. It's literally like right. any well, noun. Yeah. Speaking of comedians, I remember listening to an episode of Comedy Bang Bang where Scott and uh, Paul Tompkins are talking and they specifically bring it up. And I remember like this being like three years ago or something, you know, like right when I was like starting to, to be more acquainted with like throwing fits. And I was like, holy shit, this is like a they fucking crossover word. here. Yeah. Like, yeah, they know the word. <laughs> um, yeah, I think well, I first ran really into it. It's us know who, who know the word. Yeah. I think I ran into it like on on Reddit, on like male fashion Reddit years ago. Yeah. And I was confused because I knew it from Philly. And it was like, I want to say it was there was a thread about the store Self Edge. And, uh, you know, which is like a high end denim store. And people kept talking about John's. And I was like, what? I don't get it. Like, are you, is this like, what does this have to do with Philadelphia? <laughs> uh, but it didn't. And then, you know, I figured it out. I mean, whenever I'm talking to someone, I'm asking them, what does this have to do with Philadelphia? That's the first yeah. question I always ask people. Yeah. You're just always, you know, any any kind of thing, right? Like, what does that have to do? That's like, uh, supposedly Jeffrey Epstein would go to these, like, science conferences. These these uh, He would organize all these uh-huh. intellectuals, right? And then it was just reported in some article that he would interrupt and, and just be like, what's that got to do with pussy? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, so he was not... just a jock bullying a bunch of nerds. That was his. Yeah, that was one of his many crimes. Well, I mean, yeah, he was a rich, a rich con artist. But like, it's it's <laughs> it's it's dark because of Je- Jeffrey Epstein did a horrible, oh, horrible things. crimes. But it's very funny, just like as a way of obviously out of context and like just taking the the kind of wind out of the sails of some of these kind of elite. Um, yeah. as society types who hung out with this guy who was just a total fucking moron and was like what's that got to do with pussy anyway that, that's actually i mean i do have one more thing on that uh i remember talking to a menswear guy um and he straight up said like he stopped going to menswear events because he's like where the hell the women at like there's, like, there's no one <laughs> yeah. here you're barking up the wrong I, tree brother that guy was jeffrey <laughs> epstein yeah. yeah that guy <laughs> that man's name oh, man. yeah well let's not the right hobby if you're i mean Maybe like in an indirect way, right? But yeah, you're. I, I went to the the Drake's uh, <laughs> event oh, yeah. and there were no chicks there. Very disappointing. Was that surprising to you, or? <laughs> yeah, that's why I I went. I was like, there's gonna be some hot chicks at the fucking. They're Drake's. gonna be here buying neckties. Yeah. Actually, I was at the. I, I think I told you guys I was at the Armory sample sale, and there mm-hmm. were like three women in there. I think they were just kind of waiting for their boyfriends. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? This is our space. You ladies <laughs> need to. It's like when you go to Nordstrom and you see a guy sitting on a bench outside of the changing room. Yeah, it's like we need to preserve our our spaces. Uh, is is all I'm trying to say. And like the yeah. Armory sample sale. Come on, <laughs> get out of here. I don't want to hear anything about, bro, that jacket's too big on you. What are those shoulders drooping? Hell no, this is what's supposed to be like. Come on. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, speaking of, of understanding, let's, let's go into it here. <laughs> let's understand these fits. Well, so obviously... Ethan, I your mean... segues are getting so <laughs> professional. You've been doing oh, this podcast you. for a while. Sorry. I love it. Someone tell that to, to Job. Um, <laughs> so obviously when, when you when you look at like seinfeld core or like inspiration you have two main characters people tend to look at right you got george who is like the trad man and of course you've got kramer who is a cosmo cosmo kramer he is cosmo um, what's his first name what's it what's like the original well, no, it's name cosmo kramer yeah no, you don't like find kessler. out though oh in i don't know in the first season they call him like kessler or something in the pilot or whatever oh i think uh, yeah i think his name was i 
did they also call him Kramer in the pilot, or was it only Kessler? No, I, I think they just said Kessler, and like episode two, it's like just straight up Kramer after that. No, I don't remember that. That, that could on. have been something. If I'm remembering it correctly, I think that the guy that Kramer is based on, who is like Larry David's neighbor, mm-hmm. who's named Kessler or something. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they started out by just naming him after the real guy, and they were like, ah. But you don't find out uh, that his first name's Cosmo until like season six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got Kramer, who is kind of like a he's the he's vintage head. head. The vintage head looks like he's straight up SFC man, Scott Fraser. It's collection. so like people have tagged Scott Fraser in the comments of John Feld a lot, and I almost feel bad that he doesn't he doesn't follow uh, the account. But <laughs> it's it's uncanny. I mean, yeah, it is it's... very much. Some of them look literally like things that he's making. Well, Dude, I've like this rewatch. Yeah, I've just been like in awe of Kramer's shirt collection. Like that, yeah. the kind of shit that like now he, if he sold that, if he like had a booth with all this shit at Rose Bowl, he would yes. leave. He'd like sell like fucking like ten thousand dollars worth of merch, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like all these beautiful like forties and fifties like Rayon Aloha shirts that I wish I had in my closet. And yeah. he wears um a lot of high-waisted like pleated trousers it's yeah uh, and then some very bold sport coats um but also uh, yeah it all looks very cool in him i mean michael richards is how tall he's he's a tall guy and like tall and thin and it's just like a very i don't know it's it's hard to imagine i guess like going back to something we were talking about before how this looked to people at the time i mean Mm -hmm. i think yeah broadly right he's supposed to look eccentric and and obviously he does look eccentric but i think you could wear exactly that today and i guess to certain people you'd still look eccentric but in a lot of ways you'd look very trendy i i would say because i mean even looking at him it's kind of one of those things where like for example like i think spencer and i maybe more like me right like i dress very kind of vintage inspired but it's still kind of weird to some people Mm -hmm. um kramer's style even though it is kind of trendy, it still isn't exactly how modern guys would like incorporate vintage nowadays. I don't think mm-hmm. um, it's still, I mean, to my, so to me, it's like, it's still very tailored, you know, there's still like, instead of wearing it with like selvage jeans, he is wearing like Hollywood waist pants there's or like Donegal pants. Skinny, like skinny jeans. jeans. Yeah. I, have, so. I haven't gotten there yet. So don't, no spoilers. Spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. But Kramer but, like exclusively wears uh, camp collar shirts yeah untucked yeah and they are almost always yeah like 40s 50s and a lot um, of what looks like yeah like 40s or 50s like trousers too uh-huh. and then the jackets though are mostly like 50s 60s when you look i mean at i them. think the, the like the characterization is just that he's like a guy that gets all his clothes secondhand and i think yes. it's like he's like in the 90s like you would still get stuff that old in like yeah goodwill and thrift stores i was gonna say this reminds me of you know when spencer and i first went or you know started getting acquainted with the vintage community in 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 california they would say all of like the glory days of like the late 80s and 90s where like you could find like belt back suits like in immaculate condition because like all the guys all those you know i guess boomers i guess or or, or i guess the generation before them the great generation started to die or started to give away their clothes so you would see all this kind of stuff and so Kramer is kind of that guy, but instead of doing it like the rockabilly way, um, that I guess maybe like the uh the nineties people in, in California would do it, 
it comes across a bit more hepcatty and a little bit more kind of teddy boy with the hair a little bit. Yeah, there's some there's some outfits where he's just like kind of dressed like a fifties dad. Like it's yeah, not like he's not dad. doing he's not doing like a like oh this I mean I guess he is because he has the crazy hair and the stubble and he's doing all the Michael Richards shit. But it's yeah. not like this is a this is a wacky take on a fifties dad. It's just like he's wearing. Well, yeah, you know, usually when he's trying to be professional. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then, but normally, right, like his formula is like bold shirt, which does, and, and you pointed this out, Young Chomsky, where like he does rewear a shirt, which is really cool to see it, like, you know, uh-huh. how he does in each one. And then he'll wear it with like either like a Donegal or like an Atomic Tweed jacket or a Hollywood jacket, which I think is one of the, I think the coat that he wants back. Yes. Or it's either yes. that or like a car coat or something like that. Yeah. And then, of course, like kind of like dark colored trousers, white socks, and then some kind of lace up i think or is it or is it really loafers i i can't uh there's one i have one screenshot where you can see it pretty pretty well because that's one of the things like i try to get i wanted at first to get full outfit screenshots as much as possible right but just by nature of the way it's shot and the resolution of it a lot of times when you can see the full fit it's you don't see that much detail um and there's so many more kind of waist up shots so I try to like when they're seated, obviously it's easier. So this is my post for season six, episode five. Um, the first image you see Kramer seated next to Poppy and you can see he's wearing um, looks like yeah. black derbies and white socks. Kramer's always wearing white socks, but yeah, I think one of the interesting things and maybe kind of obvious, right. But like Kramer's clothing is secondhand. It's, it's thrift, it's vintage, but not the way vintage is today. Right. And I think that mm-hmm. would have read a lot differently if you were living in Manhattan in the early nineties and, and dressing like on somebody's grandpa's clothes that read as more like eccentric. Whereas now I think it, obviously like it wouldn't be surprising. It would be cool or just like you see that a lot. I think uh, like vintage became, and I don't know, maybe I'm I'm totally off base, but like there's the the, the kind of place that vintage clothing um, holds in fashion and culture at at a certain point became more uh, like a cool thing, and and at, before that, I think it was more just like you are poor or you don't care about clothes or mm-hmm. it wasn't hip, right? Yeah. That's kind of that's really interesting about about Kramer. I mean, and he also like just straight up owns it, right? Like that's kind of his whole thing where he just yes. is so confident. Um, I'm, I'm, and he's he does like the sitcom thing of like a character that loves to wear costumes. Like I feel like a lot of sitcoms mm, have yeah. one character that's like, oh, I can't wait to put on a costume. But I think it's it's like kind of fun where he's like he where, uh, where they the episode where Jerry thinks that they stole. The like porcelain, like the the uh, Elaine's the friend's boyfriend, yeah, stole the porcelain statue from his house, and then Kramer has to like dress up like Dragnet and like uh-huh. go go intimidate him. But it's yeah, it's kind of it's like that's kind of the sad head mindset, <laughs> just like creating the the occasion for yourself or whatever. Cinematic dressing, you gotta you yeah. gotta you know you take the opportunity to step into a character. Um, I can't find it anymore, but there was a really great kramer fit i think in season six where he's like kind of breaking formula but he's wearing just like a cashmere v-neck with like a white tee underneath it still kind of looks like very 50s 60s oh um, the, he wears that fit in the first season in season oh one, that's the first season four. oh never yeah. mind i'm looking at the wrong thing then it, yeah if you go um, all the way to the beginning of the account that's the the cover image for yeah but that's yeah that's like different that's like uh 
very different than stuff he wears later but i really yeah i, I want i kind of wish we saw more of this kramer too yeah well yeah. it's interesting in the very very early episodes it's just kind of like oh well they hadn't quite figured out some of the characters yet but even by the the end of season one you see them kind of in their more um typical attire mm-hmm well, now typical attire sounds like trad to me. Um, <laughs> you gotta love these ones. You're, man, you're, uh, having, but, you're having fun with it today. Yeah. So, okay. So now George, right? George Costanza, kind of like the menswear mood all the time, right? Like he has, yeah, he's like Ivy trad done for like just kind of a schlubby dude. But it's actually, you know, you know if you just remove George Costanza's face and body from it it's actually a lot of solid fits you know yeah. like a lot of khakis a lot of plaid shirts i mean it is kind of dad like you know kind of reminds me a little bit of like marty crane from fraser uh again plugging our future fraser episode but like it's a lot of like yeah like pendleton shirts just like you know button down collar plaid shirts with khakis or dark trousers yeah maybe well, like two... white socks or tan socks with like loafers or something yeah, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I've seen George with with white socks. I don't recall. But there's two very distinct Georges, right? Like you've got business George and yeah. casual George. Mm-hmm. And business George too. I mean, again, this stuff kind of reads very differently now than it probably did 30 years ago in terms of the connotation of these different things. But he had the, this corduroy sport coat, this brown cord sport coat. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That he wore a lot, and he it looks like he's got a knit tie, like a burgundy knit tie gray yep. trousers and this brown cord sport coat with like um flapped like bellowed pockets uh and this kind of multicolored multi-striped shirt that he wore a bunch like i totally dig that fit and would wear that although it's like a spread collar he's i think he mostly wore button down collars but then casual george he wears a lot of um kind of bold plaids he wears sneakers jeans he's got some great jackets like this mm-hmm. red like barn coat yeah he has a lot of barn coats like yeah I that's that's the signature george jacket yeah i mean all of yeah. them th- th- wore a lot of bold colors um which looks good on on the screen and maybe is a little more a little indicative of, of the time period but yeah casual george always tucked in shirt um a lot of sneakers he wears some fair isle a fair isle sweater a few times which is a cool a cool look um yeah i george is is pretty pretty relatable as a as a fashion guy i think to a lot of yeah like he also wears a lot of like unbuttoned cardigans or cardigans mm-hmm. in general over his plaid shirts when he's casual i, I mean again i do love his business attire you know it, i think there's a lot obviously it's 90s right it's not exactly esquire man but you see a lot of like the esquire man ideas like i the, think well the... i think it's a lot of that is just in like the pattern mixing and the exact the color yeah. combinations etc where obviously the sport coats the shirts aren't you know cut i mean the shirts are okay but like the sport coats usually aren't cut like the greatest like yeah big uh, shoulders and big, everything big ass buttoning stance yeah, exactly. but yeah but the combinations looks... of like yeah like paisley with like the like the bengal stripes or pencil stripes etc i think are are really cool to and see on San George. as we've said before like it's kind of fun to see like business attire that's not just either like a gray suit or yeah. you know fucking hashtag menswear like tan you know chinos with fun socks yeah also i, I guess. guess this 
I guess this tracks for the period, but it was kind of striking to me to see on so many of the suit jackets and sport coats, very low gorge. And I wanted to bring that up mm-hmm. because I was like, only Ethan and Spencer and their audience will understand what I'm what I'm saying. But yeah. like every time somebody's wearing uh, a, a, a suit jacket, I'm like, damn, low low fucking gorge <laughs> on that thing. Yeah. Do you did you did you think that you liked it or like? What I mean, it, it was it? just it just stood out. Like the the first thing that stands out from the 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 tailoring right is is the shoulders. Um, that they're they're yeah. really bold and and big and padded. But then the second thing that caught my eye was was the low gorge and yeah and, and pretty pretty big lapels. But I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if that made me want to like wear jackets like that. But it definitely is a somewhat obvious difference at least to me uh from kind of more modern um jackets and and one of the other things too maybe um we'll circle back to this but uh, i i tried to get screenshots of, of the women like obviously i relate to the the women's outfits in a different way but so many of the women in the show are wearing kind of like menswear like elaine wears a lot of suits and and sport coats and what like double breasted and and they're interesting or like some of the the female backing characters um like i'm looking at season five episode 20 this was like this i forget the character's name but i think this woman jerry was dating and she's got this great uh like gun check uh sport coat over like a cream roll neck um and there's a lot of good looks like that on on the women in the show which is interesting i think that's definitely a little bit, le- you know, that's less uh, uh, common in today's fashion. I think those kind of very strong masculine suiting looks mm-hmm. on women. Yeah, you get that kind of peak, yeah, women's style, like businesswoman attire in that, yes. in that era. It's like, I'm in the kind of, workplace. Yeah. And I'm you get as, kind of a uh, my shoulders are as big as a man's. <laughs> that's what they were saying. And that's what they yeah, I mean that's I'm putting some strong cultural to lift an ox. Yeah, this is some cultural context for for our Zoomer listeners. Um yeah, it's called feminism. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um no, no, I was gonna say Elaine's kind of got the kind of more frumpy or kind of I guess kind of keeping in tone with everyone else, but everyone else kind of looks more frumpy and she's got like her Mary Janes with the white socks, um yes. which feels very I mean, kind of, kind of book core in a, in a sense. Like my girlfriend kind of takes after Elaine, kind of naturally in, in the attire, <laughs> without her ever even seeing Seinfeld, which is kind of, I mean, like the type of person. I hope yeah. she's not like Elaine, though. Uh, <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, one of Elaine's character traits uh, that they try to reinforce over time is, I mean, Elaine is professional as a professional woman and is like somewhat successful at certain points in her career like when we start out she works for a publishing house and she's kind of portrayed as as more competent uh professionally than george or kramer um but also as a person she's shown as like not being graceful that's like a a a plot point in one episode she doesn't have grace and Mm -hmm. she's kind of one of the guys i guess which um so it's interesting because yeah she is kind of well put together in her work attire um and a lot of like menswear a lot of suiting, but then also has this kind of slouchiness, if you will, or disheveledness or kind of frumpiness that makes her like more approachable, but also it's kind of part of her, one of her character foibles, right? Is being kind of like graceless. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. Well, 
I always think of I just the the clip of her dancing. Yeah, <laughs> George. Yeah. George's response, "Sweet fancy Moses." That's like constantly. That's like one of the Seinfeld bits that never <laughs> leaves my head. Yeah. Well, then let let's move on to Jerry now. And you know, the more I watch the show, like I, you know, everyone loves Kramer, everyone loves George, but I think my favorite has to be Jerry, and really? not for his regular attire, but because of when he wears a suit. I think I that there is something kind of interesting about when he has to wear a suit, not just, I mean, mm. the opening, um, like the stand up bits, sometimes some of them are awful and sometimes they're actually really good. I, you know, I think if you look back, if there was like a tracking thing of how, like what I've shared from the John Feld account, it would, mm-hmm. a lot of it would be some of the Jerry stand up parts. Cause I feel like that's the most, um, kind of Esquire man. That's more on the bolder side, like not like the regular kind of every man, like George style. Should we, but should we break still... down what he wears for stand up? Like what's the typical Jerry? Cause uh, I yeah, feel like t- dark shirt jeans. <laughs> no, he, I don't think he wears jeans when he's doing stand up. He doesn't. I, I feel like I've, I've, I've seen something where he's like wearing like a, a like a dark red sport coat with, like Oh yeah. A, maybe with a, with the red like sport with... coat attire, but sometimes yeah. he wears like a dark, like a dark suit Sometimes it's like a brown sport coat, like a dark brown uh, or caramel colored yeah. uh, DB with like yeah, I remember a lot I of DBs. One. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of DBs, which is probably why I love it. You know, uh-huh. I have I just got my brown DB from Hall Madden. But like, yeah, he wears I think there's one I showed recently, the brown DB with like a blue, like a classic like French or darker than French blue, like 90s point collar shirt with like a paisley or foulard tie. And I remember like two people said that to me like this sucks. Like some people just DM to me and I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck said I, that? I like it. I will come to your house. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because some of the um, stand up, some of the things he wears for stand up are very like this was a thing for comedians right in the nineties where it's like, yeah. I'm a uh, somewhere in a suit, but it's like wacky. I'm cause I'm a comedian. So it's like a bright red sport coat or he wears like a wacky tie. Some of them are mm-hmm. very, are very, it's like, I'm goofy. I'm a comedian, but then some of them are, are very more, you know, kind of standard, kind of normal and wouldn't look out of place today, except for well, maybe some I, of those details of the, of the suiting. I, I think I read something somewhere where like, I think Jerry did say like he wore, suit attire for his stand-up because it was supposed to be like different like he wanted mm. it to look like his, his stuff is like you know it's it's a what's He's it, observational humor yeah um, he doesn't yeah. work blue yeah yeah but it's like i mean it's i think comedy uh, it's still wilder than like um obviously more of the corporate characters like rob balaban's character that you'll see later on the tv executive um but I, I will say, I mean, it is wild, but it still feels a little bit more grounded. It feels like a little bit like a yuppie, per, I mean, or a yuppie adjacent professional who is kind of, yeah, who is doing stand up that's not like super outrageous. He's just kind of talking about whatever happened to him during his normal life um, that he finds funny. And I kind of like that idea. Again, like, I've, I don't know if I'm like obsessed with the idea of like a, a regular guy wearing suits, even though I'm like the You're most obsessed. I'm like that's the most your, bold dresser that's of your all kink. time. Yeah. yeah but i do think it's fun to see that and especially because it contrasts against his more like normal unvaried regular appearance where he's wearing like in the first few seasons like a mock neck and jeans and like white sneakers and then later on you get like like the ocbd or like the work like the cham cham chamois whatever chamois. Chamois. Yeah. yeah uh work shirt Chimmies. tucked in the pants yeah well it's very um, clear that jerry i mean like most of the characters i guess has multiple different types of style for these different settings right but also yeah. mm-hmm. jerry uh, again like his character is explicitly portrayed as a guy who really 
cares about his clothes and is mm-hmm. into fashion. And there's a bit, you know, I, I've been sitting here thinking about different episodes that are circle around or, or centered on some kind of clothing related plot. There's the mom and pop shop where Jerry wants to get his sneakers clean. And there's like a little aside about like, why does a grown man own so many sneakers? And Kramer says, oh yeah, he has a Peter Pan complex. But um, he, there's also a, a bit in another episode where he talks about his favorite t-shirt, um, yeah. uh, Golden Boy, right? And how it's it's so old and it's so broken in. Um, and then he loses it or there's there's multiple different episodes about dry cleaners and like dealing with the dry cleaners and just being kind of precious about about yeah. your clothing which is a certain he, type of person right because he's a like very that. fussy guy on the show yes that's true yeah, yeah. A, a bigger part of his character is that he's just like a neat freak he's kind of obsessive but specifically there's a lot of stuff around around his clothing whereas like kramer isn't um uh, portrayed that way anyway like he he doesn't care he, he just like wants if if he hears somebody's giving something away he's like i'll take yeah. it um he's not like oh i'll take it if the buttons are harmonious otherwise <laughs> i won't i mean going back to the suede jacket thing the resolution of that is that he gives kramer the <laughs> the ruined suede jacket yes. that he wore yes. in the rain yeah and uh, you know jerry it looks, doesn't look bad on him yeah. Yeah. Jerry also just in terms of things that he really was did all the time. I mean, he's almost always wearing sneakers when he's not uh on stage. Um he wore he he wore sweater vests a bunch which um I think his his fits with sweater vests look pretty good. And I think you mentioned mock necks like he would was constantly wearing a mock neck mm-hmm. uh early on. Um I've seen there are a couple episodes in the early seasons where he's doing like turtleneck base layer. Yes. Yeah. 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 But then like when he go, he'll go out to a restaurant and and usually wear like a pretty subdued sport coat. Yeah. uh, I think I remember the one where he's dating that girl whose dad doesn't uh, wash his hands uh, in the bathroom and he does wear it. It's kind of an iconic uh, fit where he's wearing like a dark turtleneck with like a a blue Glenn plaid sport Mm. coat. And uh, I mean, I do like that. I mean, like this idea is, you know, I may have never seen Seinfeld, but of course, like, you know, when I was a kid, I'd watch like regular television, with my parents, early episodes of of of, uh, of Friends and everything. But like, I think a lot of my ideas do like resonate with like how Jerry wears his stuff. Again, it's still like I'm looking at the one where he's wearing the Armani suit and he has a very mad expression because he has to take the guy out for dinner multiple Mm -hmm. times um but like it kind of tracks with this idea that what i what i'm into doesn't seem that far off and there's precedent not just from esquire man but from like guys like jerry where like it's not like the fashion guy in the show but he kind of is in general because that just he just wears the clothes um and i do appreciate that i mean one thing I did notice straight away, not you know, from the first couple of season episodes, is he loves wearing a thin Western belt with everything, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really cool. Um, yeah, he wears the Western belt. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I that's. Mean, I think that was just like a, that must have been a trend in the '90s because I watched through all of Larry mm-hmm. Sanders la- uh, in twenty, I guess last year, um, and he's a big fan of the Western belt as well. It, it really does make you wonder at what point did guys go, no, we got to go more than one inch. Cause yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't know if I told you guys this. I don't think I've told Spencer where I, I got into like this really big debate with this girl I was hooking up with about 
<laughs> belt width, this which is, is a very Seinfeld. Yeah. It's a very Seinfeld thing. No, like, okay, so here's the full story. Like, I, I was, you know, obviously, I think there's a couple, of, uh, a couple of um, inspo, inspo pictures of Jerry in my belt article, and this would, this will date how old this after this occasion happened. But I went over to this girl's house, and um, she's like, "Oh, so what are you working on for your little blog?" Um, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm writing this, episode, uh, this article on belts." I'm like, oh, what about belts? I'm like, oh, well, I'm talking about writing about how I think thin belts are really cool. And she goes like, why? And I'm like, well, because they just look cool. And she goes, well, wouldn't a thick belt be better? I'm like, not really. And she goes, well, there's more material. It's and I'm like, fat phobic. Yeah. First of all. I'm like, why? Why? I don't like just because there's more material doesn't mean it's a better, better uh, garment. Oh, that's where um, you're wrong. Yeah. More <laughs> material I mean, if you get, if equals you get a... better garment. If you get a big enough belt, a wide enough belt, that's two belts. Maybe sometimes three. Sometimes you can make three yeah. belts out of one. Yeah, that's I mean, first of all, you have to understand that twenty yards of linen equals one coat. <laughs> exactly. And once so, you've established that, I think the rest follows. It falls into place. Let us a little, a little um, deep cut out there for, for some of you <laughs> listeners. Sorry, but I thought that was kind of a funny uh, thing to happen to me, especially after I started watching Central. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty bizarre experience for me to have. So, did you um, like stop seeing this person because of this argument? Because well, you would be justified. Actually, I mean, I only hooked up with her like twice. Uh, what was really funny is that, um, not to like go off topic a little bit, but she did say that off, she King. is more stylish than me because she can wear multiple different like Whips. like she's like, oh, well, your whole thing is menswear. But like for me, I can be goth and I can be cottagecore or whatever. And I'm like, well, uh-huh. I don't see it that way. I see myself wearing like ivy and workwear and everything. And she's like, all well, menswear. Me, like, you're just yeah, she's like, it's, you're just wearing all menswear. It's the meme of two people looking at a list and one person, the list just says like heavy metal and the other person's like death metal. Like, yeah, doom, metal. sludge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, this is this is you and her I, yeah i obviously did not see her uh very often after that i mean hey i, I know, remember when we went to uh we went to mo's restaurant fuck i can't remember the name of the diner what the hell are you talking about the diner that they always go to in seinfeld monks monks, oh, monks. there you go well, that's what it's called on the show yeah yeah um yeah. yeah we went to we went to monks and he talked about it. it's like it's the belts <laughs> I don't. I'm not in on that joke, but I I do. I'm just. (laughs) I'm doing a modern Seinfeld thing right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jerry gets an iPad. I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just do want to say that I I I support you, Ethan. I literally cannot hang out with a woman if she doesn't have good menswear opinions. And um, yeah. I will. I will leave someone immediately if they don't agree with me. I uh. I do have one more on. I mean, not. Not really. This is probably, a, I think we said this before too, where I was talking about like the punks and menswear and she goes like, how is wearing menswear punk at all? And I was like, That's oh, a valid well, question. There's, there's, there's precedent for it. And she unmatched me. And I'm like, I didn't get to defend my point. But to be fair at the time, Damn. I wasn't as cool as I am now. So well, defend it, on. defend it right now, and if she's listening, then she'll feel like a there fucking asshole. Well, I mean, hey, look at look out there. Who uh, only the real, only the real rebel, rebellious people are wearing soft shoulders and uh, long collars. So. I mean, it's I've like always, I've always said conservatism is. Ah, oh, fuck, talk. Spencer. That's what I was gonna. <laughs> I get it? Yeah. I'm always saying that. It literally <laughs> is the new punk rock. So yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess you're right. Um. Well, I, I also want to, <laughs> um, on that note, I want to do give some credit for all the other cool characters, like Jay Peterman wearing, like, I mean, the fictional Jay, Jay Peterman. Peterman. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not up to that point in this. Oh, series. you're not. You're not. Oh, man. I mean, so, I'm really no spoilers, curious but to see. 
But I was just flipping out about Frank Costanza. Like Frank's fits are, <laughs> yeah. are great. Oh yeah. Um, he, I mean the the thing about the beltless trench coat, like the yes, the, the executive. Which is like so that's I feel like that like if you looked if you I flipped through old clothing catalogs that's absolutely what they would give the name yeah <laughs> the name they would give to a coat like that yeah um, but I really I don't know how like Frank uh, his style like he was wearing this this thing in the most recent episode that oh, I love like he, suit I think yeah I guess that's what it is but um, with like a, a a shirt and tie under it and he just wears a lot of like. I don't know, Ethan. You're probably better at at with the terminology uh, of these things, but I guess it's very kind of high mid century style, and I think it's 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 so it's, great. I mean, it's very seventies. I mean, yeah, with, with, yeah. Like with, yeah really, I was gonna uh, say it's like he runaway seems like, collars. You know, and... He bought like a lot of his wardrobe in the seventies and just hasn't bought new clothes since. Yeah, yeah I mean, you I see him wearing it. like an acrylic like cardigan with like a really long point collar shirt, which seems very like seventies. I mean, straight up with like a. I don't remember what 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 the fucking foreman's dad. What's his name? The old man oh, in Red. that seventies show. Yeah, Red. Like it's straight up like what Red is. I mean, the characters are kind of the same too. Kind of these curmudgeonly, like easily upsettable old guys. They always they're always getting really bad at everyone when they go in their basement to smoke weed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Although interestingly, so I have some screenshots. Uh, I think it was uh, this was the first appearance of Frank Costanza in season four, episode two twenty two, uh, by a different actor and like totally different. Huh. The whole vibe That's was right. different. He was, he's, there's a few different screenshots in this post of him and he wears cardigans and like brown trousers, like very Kind of seems similar to what George already wears. Yeah. Sense. And like that, I guess would have made sense for George's dad to be, but I think that's the only episode that this guy appears. And then the next time we see yeah. George's dad, it's Jerry Stiller, who is just so his performance is maybe my favorite in the show. Uh, he's just so good. And I don't know, cracks me up and just reminds me of I mean, family members, yeah. I guess. That's uh, it. There's that iconic, like, like multiple takes where, uh, you know, when George gets arrested with a prostitute, I think, and uh, uh, Elaine goes to that. pick him up and they just try to keep starting like the dialogue and, and Louis, uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus just can't get it. Like she just keeps cracking up every time yeah. uh, he opens his mouth, which I think is really, really, really funny. Yeah. Um, I I think we already saw some of the characters, like Rob Balaban's character, which is name the uh, the uh, NBC Bob Balaban. I don't know the Bob. name of the character. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I forget. He's the NBC executive. Yeah, but I love. I I think I love his attire, especially all the other executives that you see in those scenes uh-huh. um D- dalrymple dal yes yes <laughs> yeah dalrymple. russell dalrymple um i i love it i mean it's like and every time i think when he gets scouted at the at the club by the executives i think is really great too um i mean i see some of the stuff he's he's wearing like a glenn check uh you know every there's so much tonal stuff here in the 90s which i think is really interesting like mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me a um a brown suit with like a or like a brown sport coat with a brown shirt and then like a navy tie or something like that. I think it's really yeah. um, interesting to see. I mean, my my dad did. I think I did it when I was like a kid. You know, like when I was like four or five mm-hmm. years old, dressing on my way to church or whatever. You see a lot of that stuff on there. Um, but there's the, also yeah, any kind of character wearing a suit is really fun to watch. Yeah, there's also Mr. Pitt, who is Elaine's uh, employer in season That's six, right. and he's portrayed as this kind of stodgy british kind of upper class guy and so yeah for for menswear 
he he's he wears some like i mean he's, yeah english <laughs> yeah he's the, he's the lane price of the show yes <laughs> yeah he is he um, is fun uh fun tidbit here to connect to our other fandoms that's ian abercrombie who was the voice of emperor palpatine uh oh, for his shit. animated uh his animated appearances on the original Clone Wars and the newer, uh, the Cartoon Network Clone oh, Wars. Oh, he's still around. Wow. No, he passed away because oh. he was repl- he he died, and then he was replaced by um. I, I've said this before, but he, it was uh Tim Curry and Ian Abercrombie. Again, he's like a kindly British guy. It makes sense for Darth Sidious, <laughs> but Tim Curry, a guy with a very iconic and nasally British accent, playing the Emperor does not sound good, and I will. I'll have to show Spencer a clip from that later on. Um, he presides over the uh, he presides over the the trial of Ahsoka Tano. Oh, I've seen you've shown me that clip before. Yeah, yeah he like, sounds As he sounds Ahsoka crazy. Tano, and I'm like, that's just straight up Nigel Thornberry as the Emperor right now. Um, but yeah, Mr. Pitt's a really good. Um, I mean, he's wearing like DBs, a lot of um, yeah contrast collar. I'm, uh, I think, shirts. Yeah, but it's like it's yeah, it's like. I I also like just seeing, I mean, Ethan talked about this with his obsession, but I love seeing all the like, just, yeah, like regular people who don't necessarily have to be wearing a sport coat. They're just like throwing on like, you know, they're, they're like George, you know, uh, even when he's off duty, there are scenes of him just wearing a sport coat and sweater because that's just what he put on that morning. Yeah. Um, I think I like Uncle Leo as well. He's also kind of, he's a little bit like Frank Costanza, (laughs) but like a more, more eccentric version kind of this yeah, like a kooky old man but he, yeah yeah but like in a way that again i think now reads as cool um and and kind of like like he's a quirked up white boy who's <laughs> busting it down sexual style yeah uh there's also what's the, the speaking of dbs um uh the uh the lawyer in seinfeld what's his name um is it uh jackie yeah jackie, jackie Childs. Childs. Jackie also Childs. haven't gotten to that point yet Damn it, man! You gotta, we gotta get there. Okay, well, maybe well, by the time the episode focus comes on out, the first know. six seasons. <laughs> I don't even remember. I, yeah, since I gotta rewatch it because I'm like, I need to look back at like, uh, I don't remember what at what point characters are introduced. And well, whatnot. if only there was um, an account that organized it chronologically by episode. We still need to get there. Stop taking, uh, stop taking breaks. You know, in in uh in in the same the mom and pop store where they talk about Jerry sneakers. The, one of the other plot points in that one is he wears these cowboy boots. And he's oh, like, well, right. I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I I'm just hitting again on the fact that it's so frequently um, brought up in the show, like what people are wearing or, or stuff like that. And everyone, yeah. I mean, looking through this, like, I know the characters' wardrobes are pretty, it, like, extensive. They're fleshed out. Yeah. yeah, they're fleshed out, which is really great. I mean, yeah. we just, our, our previous episode, Cinematic Dressing, it's like, it's fun to see them do all of their different moods. Like, you know, again, going to the NBC meetings, going on dates, um, going to, (laughs) going to the opera, uh, but through the lens of what that character would wear. And I think it's really fun to see again, this is what makes it a little bit more special to me than like Seinfeld where, than, than, uh, than Frasier where, um, you know, it's kind of, Frasier's a lot more consistent. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. here again, yeah, you're seeing Jerry in cowboy boots. You're seeing him in the puppy shirt. You're seeing yeah. him in a in a mock neck and everything. Um, it really like it. That's why I think maybe it resonates with a lot of people. Like to see people literally taken from the '90s wearing an extensive wardrobe of the '90s yeah. through different occasions in life. Um, 
you, and that's what the you, show's about the different occasions in life that's right yeah well do you do, so do, um young chomsky as you as you're watching it do you think that there's been any effect on how you put together your outfits or any kind of inspiration that you pull from that's a good question i mean well the thing is it's could totally be happening without me even realizing it because so much well so many of these characters like what they wear is pretty close like at one point i a a couple times i guess i've put together fits that i was self-consciously doing jerry or doing george but it was trivial because i own i mean like i have that jerry wears a suede bomber a lot in i don't know in the first many seasons and i like have that suede bomber It's, it's vintage and there's a a few times i think where he wears the the suede. it's kind of this bright orange suede um he wears that with just like a blue uh oxford shirt and and khaki chinos and like yeah i w- w- wore that or there's a fit where george is wearing like this kind of blue plaid flannel unbuttoned over a white t-shirt with um like khaki pants mm-hmm. and and blue sneakers i'm like yeah i wore that um so Definitely. I mean, and, and part of the uh, part of it that we haven't talked about as much is literally the how things fit on these characters, which mm. is kind of oh, striking yeah. the the proportions like specifically, I don't know, the whole silhouette. Right. But like the shirt, the fits of the shirts, especially on Jerry, I guess, because you see him wearing a lot of shirts without a jacket. Um, it that stands out to me because the shoulders, the shoulders are always way extended, like dropped shoulders. Um, that's just like the default, like the, the, the shoulder seam is like several inches down his arm. And then like the shirt sleeve is just like super full and the whole thing is very full. And it's like, it looks like he's one or two sizes too big by my standards of, of fit. But at the same, by the same token, my standards of fit over the past couple of years have been going more that direction. I mean, even still, they look to me, I would say like that doesn't fit right, like size down. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to watch, you know, like my I have some vintage Brooks shirts that fit very full that I'm like more into wearing since I saw this. Uh, but even then, like, I think I'd have to size up again um, on Brooks to, to to get the kind of fits that that Jerry usually has. But that's interesting to me. Um, I was talking to our, our friend Jason um, about this recently when I, I went to, I stopped in at Drake's and was chatting with him and he was saying somebody else that maybe who like was working at the store or a different store who has been in the menswear like retail for a long time was saying like, oh yeah, back then you could just, if you didn't have somebody's size, you could just get two sizes up and just sell it to them and be like, yeah, this is, this looks good. Um, so, which is just fascinating because my journey kind of like when I first got into menswear and like how things should fit, I was like, Oh, right. Like everything should fit exactly conform to my body. Like I was into very slim fits and now I'm very much not, but it's still, um, kind of wild. Some of the, uh, some of the things like, again, particularly Jerry, I'm just like, that shirt's too big. Uh, but the, the pants are, I don't know, I guess pretty middle of the road, um, kind of slim, but uh, yeah, not like, um, too striking in any direction mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's got like even though his jeans are kind of like higher rise like they're not like super high maybe not as high as maybe what we would wear yeah. um and as i remember i was watching i was watching rain man for the first time recently mm-hmm. and um uh, tom cruise's character in that film wears a like yeah like a nice suit whatever it's pleated 
but it seems almost by 90s standards because it's like i think rain man is like 1989 or something like that mm-hmm. um the rise seems a lot lower and the pants seem very trim like you can see like mm-hmm. you know sometimes like his thigh in it, and you know tom yeah. cruise is pretty you know he's got a pretty good physique especially during that time so you can kind of you know it looks a little slim on him um yeah the, pe- the jeans are a little slim and they I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through like jerry's are pre- are hemmed pretty i mean some of the breaks on some of the pants are, are pretty full um, yeah As, but and I they're mean, all and they're very um like light light wash or like mid there's no no dark wash he jeans. does wear some black jeans though he does wear black jeans occasionally okay yeah he does um I mean, yeah, I can contrast it with like Kramer, where he wears, I think, like the proper size for his, uh, yes, his his shirts. But the trousers are obviously like just a little bit too short, or I mean, it's because he's very tall. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just very interesting. And then of course you have George, where everything kind of just fits normally, but it just it's just automatically schlubby just on his body. <laughs> You're um, being so mean to Jason Alexander this episode. Like anytime you talk about it, it's like, yeah, the clothes are good, but that disgusting lump of flesh underneath. Yeah, if only uh, we could do without that. Well, Newman's also an interesting character. Speaking of disgusting yes. lumps of flesh, I mean, he's <laughs> he's you know he's portrayed his character is supposed to be this very repulsive guy, but yeah. he he has some pretty good fit. He wears a like a uh, barracuda um, like jacket a, a lot, yeah. and a and just like I think barracuda over like a plaid shirt or sometimes like a short sleeve plaid shirt, always always tucked in. That's kind of Newman's newman's vibe but like it's pretty good like it works for him pretty well mm-hmm. yeah it's you know again like looking back over all this stuff it's it's almost not sad but like see a time where guys you know regular people would always i mean also these characters are older than we are or maybe not you yeah but, uh, no, they're like you know like me. everyone is wearing like trousers and button-up shirts you know everyone wears a suit when they're going out to dinner yeah. And you know, and maybe that's one reason back. why <laughs> we need to return to tradition yeah. of, of yeah, the nineties. That's um, funny to be like a a return be like guy. a return guy for the nineties. Yeah. But instead of posting like that exists though Coca Cola ads from the fifties, you're posting screenshots from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could level that against me, but right. We but, just need yeah. to like put the VHS filter over it and add some like dumbass text at the bottom. Like yeah, this, and this is what they took from you, and then and make it more racist. <laughs> yeah, and then... just like dog whistle, white supremacy in it. That's when the account's really gonna yeah. blow up. Like this is when men were men, and the picture of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just think it, it's very interesting, interesting to see like the kind of like, the contrast. Um, and but you are seeing people kind of dress like this a little bit today. Uh, maybe not in the same more tr- traditional everyman way. It's kind of more of a look you know with with the young people nowadays but it's nice to see it kind of come back although you know what i always think about is a lot of guys love like you know like they love to post seinfeld inspo but no one is ever actually doing like the real the real seinfeld you know it it always feels a little too a little too modern which is fine you know yeah Um, well i think there's definitely kind of specific strains of seinfeld that have caught on 
but I, as we've talked about, the actual show Seinfeld has many different strains within it of fashion, which is one of the things that's so interesting. But like only some of those, I think, are more commonly associated with it. Like when I think about a lot of stuff that gets posted on uh, Throwing Fits uh, Instagram, they're like Fit Check Fridays. I think that's a lot of maybe Jerry combined with Kramer. Like it's kind of bold, mm-hmm. very kind of oversized and loose and and very comfortable and cozy. I think that's that whole vibe right in the past two years is obviously big since pandemic people are leaning way more towards, towards comfort. Um, but yeah, you don't, you don't see people, or I was going to say like uh, uh, no man walks alone. A lot of the way uh, they style yes. things uh, I feel like is also somewhere between like, they have a lot of kind of bold, interesting patterns, which are very Kramer, but again, these kind of very, loose comfortable fits which i think is very jerry um so yeah that's what i see most and i i I think of those two vibes as as pretty similar and that's like one kind of obvious strain that exists within seinfeld but of course there are many other veins to mine uh in them their hills (laughs) the seinfeld hills yeah the sign hills um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, that's what makes it, yeah, a great place to, to look at for, for inspo. Um, I, 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 de- you know, to go back to my original question, um, to you, I definitely feel like I've been kind of incorporating more ideas. Like I've been wearing a lot more like dark shirts, you know, mm. um, to kind of do, you know, do the Jerry stand up look, which again, to me is very like Euro, um, uh, Esquire man. Um, and then of course a lot of like, george outfits i don't really dress like kramer as much even though i love my patterned shirts mm-hmm. um but spencer what about you do you think uh, as you watch the show do you um think hold i over? think i'm good i mean i'm like i don't know i i always really like the blousey shirt tucked into like high high rise trousers which yeah the silhouette like, is very that's cool. like a very yeah. standard like jerry outfit like you know um and i i i i, I always i find myself appreciating that a lot like um I also, like you said, maybe he's not my favorite character, but I'm finding uh, a lot. Like, I, I really like how Jerry dresses. Um, some of the more simple looks with just, like, you know, sweatshirts with the base layer, turtleneck, stuff like that, I think look really good. Yeah. Again, like, I think there's, like, a lot. There's a lot of stuff here that kind of is very sad head mindset, very applicable stuff that we've talked about. I mean, uh, we talk about, in our Discord, like, how culture is dying and everything. Um <laughs> And uh, we're always talking not, about that discord, <laughs> but I do think like in the nineties was like the last like true, like regular guy menswear merger where like sportswear and menswear kind of, and you know, tailoring Ivy, whatever trad kind of exist together without it being like a look without it being like specifically fashion, even though as, as the show shows, um, they do think about this stuff a lot, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Well, I think there's a larger kind of, uh issue or, or idea that that you're you're getting towards there ethan which i think a lot of different people have observed but i just saw it kind of popping up on twitter not too long ago i think it was something that chuck klosterman wrote who's like a music critic culture critic mm-hmm. gen x guy but he was saying that the 90s were like the last decade in the sense that it was distinct in terms of aesthetics from the previous decade and it kind of had his own identity. And then since then, uh, he argues, and and I've heard others argue, where we have this kind of uh, stuck culture where things are just kind of run together. And like you was trying to say, there isn't that much of a difference between 
the first and the second decade of the 21st century in terms mm-hmm. of style and, and culture and aesthetics uh, relative to how things used to be where like the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And right. I don't know what the answer is. I think there's arguments for this is absolutely true and arguments for uh, it's not at all. And it's just, we're still a little too close to it. Or another interesting part of it was somebody's like, well, the, the idea, the fact that fashion changed so quickly in these kind of distinct decade uh, ways was very new in like the 20th, the kind of post-war also, era. Like, yeah, that's true. That only w- was new and, and existed in, in certain conditions. But anyway, um, it, it sounds like a, a kind of broader version of, of the point you were making about menswear that we could kind of connect that to the entire culture. Absolutely. I mean, again, not to go too off topic, but I feel like that's all been a the theme of a lot of the different debates and arguments and drama that's been happening with me lately, just kind of this disconnect between like how we view not just trends, but like you said, like how the generational differences and the differences in approach and everything. Um, and, uh, and again, like it's interesting because like, again, I look at Seinfeld as like an other thing. I wasn't around for it to be, you know, live on the air. It wasn't what my parents, I mean, they, I'm sure they watched it, but again, like it wasn't like their show. So to be able to look at this this IP with like kind of like a like an aesthetic mindset of like oh this is just something else I can get into as opposed to it just being a part of like regular culture is very interesting to me. Um, and, I'm looking uh, at your IP right now, <laughs> and I'm going to report it to the cyber yeah. police. <laughs> hey, I see you, P. I backtraced yeah. it. It's like Sorry. I'm it's like I'm Louis C.K. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are oh, in my dressing room. Loop. I got you. Got to loop him. Yeah, that's right. You've been looped. Um, well, thank you, Young Chomsky, for jumping on the podcast with us and talking about this. <laughs> you did uh, jump on. I love yeah, jumping. On. It's one of my favorite things to jump on. It's trampolines, <laughs> waterbeds, and podcasts. Waterbeds? Whoa, licorice pizza much? LP? I haven't seen it. Please don't don't spoil that. Like, now I know there's a waterbed content in it. Might as well so. not see the movie. Yeah. yeah well, no, now I know whole... I'm prepared. There I can go. go for the excitement. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's always uh, a pleasure. And um, yeah. I hope this it... this turns on some of your freak listeners to the obscure <laughs> property of Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything you want to plug? I mean, because since you're on here, you got your new... Uh, your well, little... I guess we, we should know when does this come out? When does this episode this, come this out? Comes out? This comes out in the beginning of March. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, follow John Feld because uh, it'll still be. Uh, so I'm 103 episodes in okay. to the series and there are 180 episodes. So originally I was literally every day posting a new episode and I still try to do that. But uh, I, and I think that probably is helpful, like algorithmically to post every day. But uh, I don't I don't care that much. And sometimes I've got other shit to do. So of course. It, so I can't tell you exactly how long this is going to go, um, but it, there's um, 77 more episodes to do. So follow John Feld. That's J-A-W-N-F-E-L-D and tell your friends. And then, um, yeah, my main thing is I produce the podcast True Non. And, and more specifically, I've, I'm in the process now of releasing a, a special little series that I've been working on called Keep the Dream Alive, which is kind of an audio documentary about... 
sort of indie legend recording studio from San Francisco that shut down after 23 years. And it's, I think, a really fascinating story about art making and meaning and legacy and love and all kinds of things. Um, so I think anybody could listen to it, but specifically if you have any interest in music or indie rock or recording um, or the industry, uh, I think listen to that. And, and then it features a lot of bands that you might know and love from the nineties and, and two thousands indie rock world. So that's, that's, um, but it's released on the, the true and on feed. So you mm-hmm. have to um, subscribe to true and on to hear it. So that's what, what I'm up to. So check those things out. Yeah. Check it out. And, uh, and also follow young Chomsky on Instagram for some, yeah, other, get his, some get his follower count up. <laughs> Let's yeah, get it higher to- than the John Feld. To all of the beautiful women that listen to the <laughs> Style and Direction podcast, uh, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness, follow me. Don't just follow John Feld and then not Young Chomsky. Uh, you will that's get a DM up. about it. I will not DM you. <laughs> I do not I, DM women. <laughs> I will say a lot of your beautiful ladies do tangentially follow me at some point because I take When you picture. say it like that, it sounds very weird to me. I feel like when yeah. I say it, it's Your like funny. <laughs> Chomsky's angels. Uh, but if anyone's listening to this from Young Chomsky's feed, please follow us. We are a great podcast that I feel like you can totally identify with being a mentor podcast. Yeah, I'll 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 co-sign that. I Ethan and Spencer taught me everything I know about how to get dressed. Before this, I literally wore just uh, trash bags. Uh, I mean, on the barrels with with straps with suspenders. Yeah, <laughs> what's that far? Honestly, I mean, we talked about my my style evolution the first time I was on this podcast. But That's yeah, I, I used to dress like a like a tech guy, just in, in the sense of like not giving a shit at all, just like t shirts and hoodies right. and like yeah. So it's been a well, it's been if a you journey. Guys listen to more of that. You guys listen to our Young Chomsky's part one and two, where we talk about that and leftism. On the yeah. pod, uh, two Just years ignore ago. Ignore all the political. Uh, two years ago, one year ago, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, things. I mean, I I was living in San Francisco um, at the time. Yeah, it, it yeah. might have been a year and a half ago, two years ago. That sounds, so that sounds right. I will see you guys again in 2024 on this podcast. That's right. We're talking. <laughs> oh, every two. We're, we're going to be talking about the politics of Seinfeld. We're just going to put there it all go. together. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that would be a meaty one. What what episode <laughs> number is this? How many episodes have you guys done now? We are at, we just, this is 83, I think, oh, wow. 83 or 84. Once we hit it 100, we can, we get into syndication. So that's when we that's start right. making the real money. Sick, I can't wait. Every channel, you'll you'll hear Style and Direction on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it will always be on somewhere. Uh, that's right. Well, that'll well, be a big milestone, and I hope to, to celebrate it with you. Absolutely, yeah. We'll have our first ever sad head party somewhere. <laughs> um, and it's funny because even in our home city, um, there is less people who listen to it than uh, than like literally anywhere else. I think there's more people in New York that yeah. than, uh, that listen to the podcast. Yeah, well, you guys. Well, if come, you guys want to, we will, we will. Uh, if you guys want to uh, come hang out with us virtually, you can go to patreon.com/slash. Yeah, in the metaverse, patreon.com slash down direction. Five dollars a month gets you access to our Discord where we're always hanging out, talking more than just Seinfeld, talking everything, talking talking milk, life, dripping milk um life uh, and, milk? and more clothes as well yeah milk whole milk i'm not a nazi two percent um <laughs> um and you also get uh access to our bonus feed where we talk about movies uh which uh last month was um, that's every episode death. of our bonus episodes that's when we look at ip 
That's right. I see. You get access yeah, to the boner can. feed where you get to look at Spencer <laughs> being. There you go. That's right. Only fans. <laughs> Did I tell you? I, uh, I, uh, I, when I was going to Spencer's house back when he lived at home, um, there's a bathroom. This sounds really bad, but a bathroom that, that there's a window and my friend Jay was just washing his hands. And I, I thought I did like a voiceover. I was like, look, there's Jay washing his hands. And it immediately got taken down as soon as I uploaded it to TikTok because you cannot record people in bathrooms. You're not oh, well. so, Whatever yeah. happened to free speech? <laughs> the free speech to videotape people in the bathroom. Actually, yeah. remember, um, the street, uh, Dr. Disrespect, Mr. Disrespect, Dr. Disrespect, Dr. he Disrespect. got, um, yeah, he, he, he got had, banned. He got his PhD. Yeah, he got banned from Twitch for a little bit because he was live streaming in a public restroom, which I think is oh, a little different. Of a thing. Is that what it was for? I, yeah, I remember it being a big mystery. Like no one knew why Dr. Disrespect, which was just so funny <laughs> to read about. Yeah. Um, he, and I was like, well, yeah. it seems like it's right there in the name. He was too yeah, disrespectful. He was disrespecting <laughs> yeah. everybody. I don't know if this was like, I mean, he, I think he's been banned a couple of times, but yeah, I think he was at E3 and he just like walks through a bathroom with like his streamer set up, like his backpack or whatever. And like, Guys are using the restroom. Like, like he blurs up people's well, faces, but they're still like just straight up using the restroom. What do you expect at the Excrement Entertainment Expo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. That's I feel like you guys great... are trying to wrap this up, and I'm taking it <laughs> yeah, taking it in weird places. Stuff now I like the <laughs> I, I love yeah. the E3. <laughs> <laughs> the reveal of the true name. it's funny that it's e3 but you have to go number two for that anyway um oh. big i want to say thank you to our top tier patrons um who give us ten dollars a month so thank you to uh austin Malot, audrey jessica jared coley and philip gagard jane curry and henrik wilberg we appreciate you guys so much i'm ethan Al i love henrik i'm What's spencer up, henrik? so we love henrik I- i'm wow, young chomsky yeah, we're really giving Henrik uh, his his ten dollars worth by saying his name. I'm giving Henrik way more than that because I keep buying stuff that he's selling. Wow! On, so on you're Discord. funding you're funding his Patreon subscription. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the this is called the economy. The money goes from yeah. well, actually, because so I have a Patreon, so it goes from the people who subscribe to my Patreon to <laughs> me to Henrik to you guys. There we so go. We should really Worthy. be thanking the the patrons <laughs> people who loyal, subscribe to True and On. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.